What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In My Prime Podcast. Today, I got a big, old, fat, juicy card coming to y'all. I actually have seven plays. I can't, I can't remember the last time that I have had maybe even like five or more plays for a podcast. But, dude, I'm a bit sleep-deprived. I stayed up late as hell last night. I just kept on, like, finding bets that I kind of liked and kept digging in. And, like, I'm like, okay, like, I don't really got to be up too early this morning. So, yeah, I found a lot of shit that I like. I mean, it's a pretty big slate. Um, there's a bit of injury news still waiting. Um, I'll probably have a few more plays out for my Dub Club subscribers. But, um, yeah, like I said, I got seven plays coming to y'all. Um, I don't know how much these are going to have moved. I haven't really checked. But I did lock these in last night. I'll make sure to... I'll make sure to look them up as I speak on the plays. But, um, yeah, let's get into it. First play of the day, I have Terry Rozier over 14.5 points, minus 115 at FanDuel. So, Terry Rozier. Let's see what he's at right now. Okay, so there's still 14.5 out there, minus 125, minus 130. Oh, good there. Best available odds are minus 125 at MGM Caesars. So, um, first Scary Terry. Look, man, I know he has been pretty dog shit, especially at scoring the ball with the Heat. But um, if he'd been good, like, <laughs> there's no chance that we see a 14.5 point line versus the Washington Wizards. So, yeah, for, for me, this is, uh, this is more of a spot game. <clears throat> so, the Heat... They, they obviously were on a massive losing streak. They, they got the monkey off their back, as they say, um, getting the win last game against the Kings. And now I think we try to see them get Rozier going. Like, they traded for Rozier. They don't want him to be a 10 points per game guy. They want him to be, um, well, they've said this a ton, and his teammates have said this a ton. They want Terry to be Terry, which means they want him to score the rock, play free. And this is a game against a bad team where there's not, like, massive pressure on them to end their losing streak. I don't really... I think this is just a really good spot for them to try to get him going. Um, you also have Jimmy Butler. He's been going crazy. But a regular season game against the Wizards is a big favorite. It's not a spot for him to have high usage slash field goal attempts, typically, especially since they got off the losing streak, um, which means, like, in these spots that Jimmy typically doesn't really get up for. Uh, obviously, his teammates tend to score more of the points. Obviously, that's um, maybe if like the game gets like close and stuff, Like obviously Jimmy's going to start trying. But Jimmy, in the regular season... Oh, dude, I think my audio might have been shit. Jimmy, in the regular season, really, this hasn't been a spot against bad teams where he typically tries to score the rock. Um, yeah, I don't, don't really have to say much about the Wizards. Like, obviously, their asset defense. Uh, Terry Rozier probably draws either Jordan Poole or Tyus individually, two pretty bad defenders. So, yeah, man, all in all, although his volume is going to be down in the long run going from Charlotte to Miami, uh, 15 points from Terry, it's not a big ask at all. Like, he is a, he's a bucket. And he's a great scorer. Super good and super easy matchup, high-paced against the Wizards. And honestly, guys, my gut is just telling me that this is just a good spot for him to get right. And um, I really think that they, this is just such a good spot for them to try to really have Terry B come out aggressive, find his footing with this uh, unit. Um, yeah. Uh, where this goes wrong is I think if Terry comes out cold and he misses his first few shots, maybe goes like one for five, one for six to start, 
and then Miami also as a team they get down early I think that's where this play goes wrong but like yeah man there's just like 15 points for Terry Rozier not a big ask against a shit defense and I just think the spot warrants like this is just such a good spot for them to really try to let them play free score the rock you know they got the win they're playing they're playing a complete a very inferior team so really like the spot for Terry here uh, next play was Kevin Durant over 25 and a half points. Uh, that is minus 120 at FanDuel. This is kind of a weird line to me. So if I'm going to be honest with you, I would be a little bit surprised if this didn't at least move a point. And um, sorry, guys. Kevin Durant. Oh, uh, no, there's still 25 out there. Minus 125 at MGM. So perfect. And then the rest are super juice, but then there's 26 and a half. Honestly, if 26 and a half, I'd probably just either play that or 30, 31 and a half PA at DK and MGM is still really good too. So, um, yeah, so for KD, uh, he's over in 30 out of 41 games this year. And last 15 games, Atlanta, um, they allow the most points per game in the NBA. So they're like a dog shit defense, and that's actually my whole write-up. Just kidding, bro. You know I had to go a little bit more in depth. So why is this line low? Uh, it's because prior to last game, KD over his last four games was averaging 16.8 points per game, and he failed to reach 21 points in all four. So why is that? Is he washed? No, he's not. Uh, Devin Booker scored 46, 62, and 44 points in three of those games, and the other one was against the Heat, who are like one of the best teams in the league at taking top options away. So... Very easy to explain why KD scoring has been a bit down. Um, matchup against Atlanta, like I said, uh, obviously they're shit defense, but I think this game, um, it's four-point spread. It's a massive 246 over under. Um, Trey is coming off an all-star snub, so hopefully he single-handedly can like keep Atlanta in this one. Um, <clears throat> like Recently, Luka scored 76 on the Hawks. I mean, I doubt that they're able to really take away KD while sharing the floor with Beal and Booker when Lucas scored 73 on them with literally fucking no one. So I just don't think that the Hawks are have the personnel or are going to scheme very hard to just like, okay, we cannot let KD beat us. Like, you guys could have done that with Luka a couple of weeks ago or a couple, of like like a week ago or so, and um, like without Kyrie and you let him go for 73. So don't don't think that there's like a... KD gets taken away concerned here. So yeah, all in all, man, it's an amazing matchup or hit rate. Um, if we can avoid like a Booker or Beal, but like mostly Booker, like massive game, I think that KD should clear this 25.5 point line fairly easily against uh, the Hawks, who are really bad defense, play really fast. And like, like I said, man, KD is very consistent with this line, 30 out of 41 games. So love this KD play. Um, next play... Got Joshua Giddy. Joshua Giddy, Josh Giddy, over 16.5 PA points and assists. Minus 118 at FanDuel. Let's see where the current lines are at here. I was uh, teetering between just points and PA. So with PA, perfect. There's still a 16.5 out there. There's, um, or minus 118 at FanDuel is still there. Minus 125, 365, minus 128 at Caesars. Like them all. Also, okay with just betting points if that's all you have at 11 and a half. I think it's a really good bet. So, uh, for Giddy, 
So similar to the Terry Rozier play, um, about like a, it's like kind of a spot play. I think that this is a really good spot play for Giddy too. Um, he's also a guy who's struggled this year. He's young, but they do care about his development. They do want him to keep getting better. Maybe they want to trade him. They want him to put up some good stats. They, uh, I don't, I don't really know. But I think that they want to have him get some good numbers up, get his confidence going, get his game going. <clears throat> Um, it's a home game against the Hornets. They're 16-point favorites, so it should be a good spot to get right. And hopefully um, Shea doesn't feel the need to have the ball in his hands 24-7 in a spot like this against an inferior opponent at home. Um, so for the injury report, Jalen Williams, he's out again. And also Isaiah Joe, who plays a ton off the bench and also like closes games ahead of Giddy a lot of the times. Uh, he's also out. So last game, <clears throat> those two guys were also out. It was a close, intense game versus the Nuggets. Uh, Giddy had a 25.8% usage rate and 25 minutes played, uh, despite playing like shit. I mean, he went 2 for 11 from the field. He was a minus 2 and a 5-point win, so didn't win his minutes, even though his team won the game. And um, also, just like on the year, uh, <coughs> Giddy with Jalen Williams off the court. Sorry, I got to clean my throat. <coughs> yeah, so... On the year, Giddy with Jalen Williams off the court. He also has a 25.1% usage rate, so kind of lined up with uh, the first game with him out, last game, same usage, similar usage rates. So um, with 22 or more minutes this year and 22% or more usage this year, uh, Giddy has cleared this line in 16 out of 21 games this year. And in the misses, uh, shot 4 for 12, 2 for 11, 4 for 13, 4 for 13. So, yeah. Uh, Giddy's also better at home. He averages 2.5 more PA at home versus away games. Um, Giddy's shot profile, most of it's um, scoring within 10 feet. So scoring close to the basket. He takes 62% of his shots there. Uh, last 15 games, the Hornets allow the six most field goal attempts made there. Um, and also, like, the Hornets, I didn't write this down in my write-up, but uh, they allow a decent amount of catch and shoot too. Obviously, Giddy takes a few catch-and-shoot threes as well. So, yeah, man, all in all here, uh, with Jalen Williams and Isaiah Joe out here, I think this is a good spot for Giddy to uh, take on some solid usage, especially at home against the Hornets. Um, and I think the matchup is, I mean, the matchup is pretty easy, and uh, it's good for Giddy's game as well. So, I just, I really like this game environment. I mean, when he gets good usage, sees fine, like, okay minutes, like 22-plus, like, he has a really good hit rate on the line, so and like the matchup and all that stuff. All right, uh, next play, first under of the show, the show, the pod, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I played Cat uh, Carl Anthony Towns under thirty two and a half points and rebounds. Uh, that's minus one twenty at DK. So with Cat, like this is kind of a weird split. I don't even know. I was kind of like looking at like hit rates and stuff. I was like thinking that I didn't really like the matchup a ton for Cat. Kind of line seemed a bit inflated, and then I filtered it out to like games. So, um, <laughs> I'm just rambling. Uh, so, Cat, he's under in 16 out of 20 home games in which Rudy, Ant, and Mike Conley play in. So, terrible hit rate. Uh, he averages just 27.8 points and rebounds in those. Um, on the year, he's under in 25 out of 39, 25 out of 39 games with uh, those three in the lineup. So, with Rudy, Ant, and Mike Conley in the lineup. Uh, Magic, they're a very solid defense. Uh, last 15 games, they rank 7th in defensive rating. Uh, they allow 7th fewest points per game. 
And they allow the 11th fewest rebounds per game. Uh, for Cat, he does most of his scoring in the paint on drives or, like, post-ups, maybe. Um, and then he does a lot of catch-and-shoot threes. So Orlando, they allow the third fewest catch-and-shoot field goals made the last 15 games, and they also allow the fourth, 14th fewest points in the paint. So individually, this is kind of, like, what I what really sold me, sold, sold myself. Um, individually, uh, I think that there's a very good chance that Cat guards Paolo a ton. So if you look at it, like Jaden McDaniels, he's too skinny, too light to guard Paolo. He's a big body. He'll be on Franz, I would ex- expect. And then Rudy will take Wendell Carter. Cat, uh, he's really, really bad at staying out of foul trouble. And uh, also just like guarding a high usage, like physical driver. Uh, Paul Bancaro, just like that's a tough matchup to rebound in because you'll have to just play a lot of defense. So yeah, all in all, it's just a terrible hit rate for Cat with um, the starters playing, uh, especially at home. Um, and this is also just like a very above average league average defense, a league average unit as a whole. So it's a good defense. Um, and I also think that uh, should guard Paulo, see him at a risk for foul trouble, and see him at a risk for bad rebounding position here as well. So love this cat under 32.5 points and rebounds. Uh, next play, um, I played this on Wednesday and it did not hit, unfortunately. But um, I'm going back to it. I really liked my reasoning behind it. I really liked what I saw on film when reaching when researching the play. Um, I went with went back to Jalen Green over four and a half rebounds, uh, minus one thirteen at FanDuel. So uh, for Jalen Green, same reasoning behind the play last time uh, when it lost. But like I said, he had four rebounds on Wednesday, so one short. Uh, prior to that game, ten, ten, and twelve rebounds. After the email quote about calling him out in film and challenging him to rebound. And I also found, like, another quote, too. I looked it up again. <laughs> of course I did. But, um, like, the reasoning behind that is because the Rockets play so slow, right? Um, they want, Ime wants Jalen crashing the, the glass so he can get the rebound himself and push it because he's, like, very fast athletic. And uh, that's kind of, like, the reasoning why he wanted him to rebound a lot more. So, yeah, in hindsight, um, uh, the play, like last game when he got four rebounds. In hindsight, it was a pretty bad matchup for Jalen Green. And I mean, the Rockets as a whole, um, they got out rebounded 56 to 29 against the Pelicans. And like, yeah, the Pelicans are just a very good rebounding team. And last 15 games, they allowed the six fewest defensive rebounds overall. So, yeah, in hindsight, like, wasn't a great matchup at all. Maybe should have stayed away, but I just was so encouraged by the recent numbers. So, yeah. Uh, defensive rebounds are important. Because that's where Jalen Green gets his rebounds. He's just turning around, uh, looking at the basket, look, watching the shot go up, and honestly just hustling to grab easy, uncontested rebounds. So um, the matchup here, Raptors, last 15 games, they allow the 11th most defensive rebounds. I mean, the Raptors just, like, aren't a very good team. Like, I, they might get Pirtle back here, which I guess would be a little bit worse, but Pirtle's not, like, anything special on the glass, really, to be honest. And... Um, yeah, man, the Raptors, just, they're just not a great team, not a great rebounding team. Um, Jalen Green, he's also just been playing great. Uh, minutes have, he's like been dropping 30 balls left and right. Um, he's played 41 and 32 minutes last two games. So, like, I know I've, I've faded Jalen Green in the past. Um, like, his minutes were very unsafe. But uh, I think that just like with his recent play, he's locked into like 30 minutes minimum. So, Going back to Jalen Green over four and a half rebounds. Let's not forget that this dude literally had double digit rebounds for three straight games before last game. And then, like I said, this team got a rebound at 56 by 20, 56 to 29. Shit happens. They're playing a much softer matchup here against Toronto. 
another four and a half rebound prop. Um, I played Andrew Wiggins over four and a half rebounds, minus one twenty four at FanDuel. Oh, sorry, I have not been looking up the props recently. So for Carl, for Carl Towns, um, so for Cat. I never said okay. Uh, there's 31 and a half out there, but there's plus money. I still really like that uh, full goal right there. Uh, Jalen Green. Is there four and a half rebounds out there? Um, so okay, that got juiced up to five and a half. Uh, okay, guys. Yeah, I'd probably stay away at five and a half. It is plus money, so I mean, if you're enticed by that, but probably just shared that for no reason. But yeah, I'd probably stay away there. Uh, next one, so yeah, I said Andrew Wiggins over four and a half rebounds minus 122 at, or 124 at FanDuel. Let's see what it's at now. Um, okay, there's a four and a half out there at minus 140, uh, plus money at five and a half. I think that, yeah, the plus money at five and a half just maybe like risk like three-fourths of a unit and then the minus 140 at FanDuel, I think that's uh, all good to go. So reasoning behind Wiggins is that... He's been playing great recently. He's had 29 or more minutes his last seven games since being reinserted into the starting lineup. Uh, with 26 or more minutes this year, he's over an 18 out of 26 games, so great hit rate. Uh, Memphis is just like an awful rebounding team. Last 10 games, uh, since they lost Desmond Bain, since they really fell, fell apart as a team, um, Memphis they all the fourth most rebounds per game overall. Uh, Warriors, they're going to start this lineup that's been working really well for them. It's uh, Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond. Uh, Draymond, he's their best rebounder and defender, and he's a really good, like, really good person to put on Jaron Jackson. And like, I fully expect that to happen. So, um, yeah, Draymond, best rebounder, should take on Jaron Jackson, who he really has like a massive usage right now with all these guys out. So I don't think it's a good matchup for Draymond to have success on the glass, and like others are going to have to step in and help out. So obviously, like Wiggins, Kaminga, um, those guys. Like, Curry and Clay aren't really great rebounders. Curry's a little sneaky rebounder, but not great rebounder. And then Clay obviously, is not really a rebounder at all. So I think it's going to have to be a lot of Wiggins and Kaminga on the glass here. Um, yeah, the Warriors, like I said, man, they've just been solid with this lineup. And I think it's like they're on the road in Memphis. They're like six-point favorites. So um, obviously, for a rebound prop, we don't want them to be on the wrong side of the blood. And I think that's very, very, very unlikely here. So... That's kind of all I got to say. Great hit rate, great matchup. Um, I think that Draymond is not going to, it's not a good matchup for him to rebound, so other people are going to have to help out. Give me Wiggins here. Final play, uh, I played Harrison Barnes under 14.5 points, minus 105 at DK. Um, Harrison Barnes, let's see. Okay, so there's minus 120 out of 365, minus 127, uh, minus 120 at Fandle, which is nice, so definitely still playable there. With Harrison Barnes, um, it's a really good sell-high spot. So he had a couple massive games recently, and, but his usage has kind of came back down to earth his last three games. He's had usages of 15.7%, 22.2%, and 17.6%. So um, he's still been like more involved, playing more minutes than he had earlier in the year. But um, I just think this is a really bad matchup for him. So they're playing the Pacers, and the Pacers... What they've been doing all year is they really, like, let the high-usage guys eat, and they limit catch-and-shoot guys. Uh, they allow the lowest catch-and-shoot frequency last 15 games. Uh, I just don't think this is a matchup for Barnes. Like, they played a week or two ago, 
And Barnes literally had two field goal attempts and a 5.9% usage rate. So, like, Fox and Sabonis should see a ton of volume. Malik Monk, who's been quiet, I think this is a really good matchup for him. He's, like, a really good one-on-one player, really good at getting downhill and going to the rack, which is where the Pacers are very vulnerable. Um, So he's been quiet, but I could see him having a big game. Uh, Harrison Barnes, he's behind Keegan Murray on the pecking order. And also, just, like, on any given night, like, he could be behind Herter as well. So... I just really think that this is a great matchup for, like, uh, Fox, Sabonis, Monk, um, and that, yeah, it's just, like, even though Keegan Murray's, like, kind of a catch-and-shoot guy, too, like, he's gonna have more design plays for him than Barnes, like, by a decent margin, and then, yeah, if, like, Kevin Herter also, like, like he, he's kind of in the same boat here with Barnes, but his line's not super inflated like Barnes is. So Harrison, he's under this line in 34 out of 46 games this year. And if you take out games with 23% usage or more, like I said, he had a 5.9% usage rate against the Pacers this year. Um, <laughs> uh, if you take out those three games, it's 34 out of 43 games. So it's like a little bit scary with how he's been playing, but um, like volume's been good. Like he had a lot of volume against the Heat, which is like a really good matchup for him to get volume, but he just couldn't come through. Um, and then let me click see yeah, so, like, he's been more involved, but, yeah, last game, like, that was, like, a clear spot for him to get usage, and, um, yeah, man, I just think that this is a great sell number um, for him, and it's just, like, a spot where I don't think he gets a lot of usage, I don't think he gets a lot of volume, so that's my final play, Harrison Barnes under 14.5 points. All right, uh, let me quick say all the plays again before I head out here. But um, do have did play seven plays. Played Terry Rozier over fourteen and a half points minus one fifteen at Fanduel. Kevin Durant over twenty five and a half points minus one twenty at Fanduel. Josh Giddy over sixteen and a half points and assists minus one eighteen at Fanduel. Carl Anthony Towns under thirty two and a half points and rebounds minus one twenty at DK. Jalen Green over four and a half rebounds minus one thirteen at Fanduel. Andrew Wiggins over four and a half rebounds minus one twenty four at Fanduel. And then Harrison Barnes under 14.5 points, minus 105 at DK. Those are the seven. Uh, hopefully it's our lucky number seven. Hopefully we can get a little 7-0 and o action going on. No oh boy, if that's the case, I might have myself a night. Boy, because it is a Friday too. So, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you guys got some good insight on why I made these plays, how I bet, and all that good stuff. If you guys are tailing, if you guys are making your own bets, doesn't matter to me, but best of luck on that. So yeah, thank you guys once again. You guys have a great, great weekend.